Hello, and welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home podcast. Joining me today is Dr. Ted W. Love, President and CEO of Global Blood Therapeutics, to discuss the disproportionate effects of sickle cell disease in the black community and the new FDA-approved options available to help manage the disease. He also shares how African-American doctors have been instrumental in changing the landscape of sickle cell to give patients and their loved ones a newfound hope. Stay tuned. Faith, Health, and Home is coming up next. Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home digital podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. Black History Month is when we focus on trailblazers in the African-American community. That includes medical pioneers who have made an impact on conditions like sickle cell disease, a genetic blood disorder that disproportionately affects the black community. Although the disease was discovered 100 years ago, it has historically lacked treatment options, that is, until now. Joining me from San Francisco to discuss the latest advancements in managing sickle cell disease is Dr. Ted Love, President and CEO of Global Blood Therapeutics, a biotech company based in San Francisco. Thank you for being with me today, Doctor. Thank you for having us. Now, um, first, Doctor, you follow in the footsteps of other trailblazers in the world of sickle cell disease. What are some of their contributions to our understanding of sickle cell? That's a great question. And we, we have made progress in sickle cell disease. And two physicians, African-American physicians, that I'd love to mention are uh, Dr. Charles Whitten uh, from Michigan and Dr. Marilyn Hughes-Gaston. Both of those physicians recognized that sickle cell disease was primarily in their day killing individuals, uh, killing patients at a very young age. And they recognized that it was actually infections, typically pneumococcal infections, uh, driving uh, the early death. And it was through their work that we recognized that if we screen for sickle cell disease and we offer simple things like antibiotics, and pneumococcal vaccination, we could prevent those premature deaths, and they were right. Now sickle cell patients rarely die as children. Um, They live typically into their 40s, so that's why we now need the next breakthrough of innovations. We've been able to get from survival in the teens to survival in the 40s, but now we need to go after what is driving the cause of death in the 40s, what's driving the disease, so that we can powerfully go after them. And that's really where we are in the United States, and that's really what our company is focused on. Absolutely. Now, you have worked as a physician for many years, and now you're on the biopharma side of the industry. Um, Can you tell us, is that why you came out of retirement, to continue your work? I can, and and as you said, uh, um, I've had a long career as a physician scientist, and as a result of that, I was able to retire you know, relatively young, and I moved to the wine region uh, north of San Francisco. Um, but I got a call one day uh, from the founders of Global Blood Therapeutics, and they said, Ted, we have an idea that could 
fundamentally go after sickle cell disease at its root cause and change outcomes powerfully. So I looked at the science, and science is one of the things that I do understand pretty well. And because I retired, we had a family meeting. And when we discussed this as a family, our two daughters literally said, Dad, you have no choice. This is something that could be very powerful sickle cell patients, and this is something that could be powerful for our community, our African-American community. So I came out of retirement because this was very personal to me. It's very personal to our family, and it has been the most wonderful thing that I could have done in my life, really focus on helping patients that need help, helping patients that have been ignored, and providing a very powerful solution uh, to a very serious problem. And that's wonderful that you um, took that passion to decide to come out of retirement to help others. It's greatly appreciated for all that you do. Now, there are several misconceptions associated with sickle cell disease. Um, can you explain some of those and why it's important, um, particularly for the African-American community, to be properly informed? I sure can. So, you know, the sad thing is that many of the misconceptions of sickle cell disease are actually due by the devastating nature of the disease. So one uh, uh, stereotype is sickle cell patients are lazy. Um, they're not lazy. They just don't have blood. If I took half of our blood out, we would not feel normal. We would not have the energy or the stamina to get through a full day of normal activity. So these patients are profoundly anemic because of their disease, and sadly, they've been stereotyped as being lazy because of the consequence of their disease. The, the other big stereotype is that they are drug seekers, and in fact, sickle cell disease is causing the red cells in our body uh, to be destroyed, and the red cell content being liberated into our blood vessels, that causes swelling in the blood vessels, which results in cells sticking together and closing off blood vessels entirely. That's very painful. Could you imagine a tourniquet on your finger, how powerful, how powerfully painful that would be? So these patients have been labeled as drug seekers when, in fact, they are seeking relief of some of the most excruciating pain that you can ever experience. But despite that, they've been labeled as drug seekers when they're just seeking relief from a catastrophic, uh, a catastrophic consequence of sickle cell disease. And absolutely. Now, um, we mentioned earlier that progress has been made in the research and management of sickle cell disease over the years. Um, tell us what kind of options are now available for people living with the disease. Well, last year was an amazing year for sickle cell in the United States. Uh, the FDA actually approved not one, but two novel drugs that are specifically aimed at treating the problems of sickle cell disease. The first one that I'll mention was developed uh, by a company uh, named Novartis. Uh, that drug is an intravenous drug that's uh, taken once a month, and it's designed to block the inflammation in the blood vessels that I mentioned, which are leading to the occlusion of the blood vessels 
as measured by these vasoocclusive crises or pain crises. So that was approved in early November of last year. Literally a few weeks later, the FDA turned and approved our drug. And our drug is unique in that it was approved to treat the fundamental problem of sickle cell disease, that is, the hemoglobin organizing into these rods, which causes the cells to sickle, which causes them to rupture, which leads to all the downstream consequences. And because of what our drug does, it was actually the first drug to receive breakthrough designation for sickle cell disease. Never happened before in sickle cell disease. And it was also the first drug to receive accelerated approval for sickle cell disease. So big innovations, big recognition by the FDA that if you can go after the fundamental basis of the disease, that's how you can make changes. My, my analogy would be HIV. We used to treat the infections caused by HIV, but when the big breakthrough came from the drug, we actually treated the virus. So we're now developing therapies which are going at the root cause of sickle cell disease as opposed to just focusing on the downstream consequences. That's where you're going to make big innovations, and that's where you start to make people with these diseases have normal life expectancies and diseases be very well managed. Indeed, and it's phenomenal that those treatment options are now available um, for people, and it's great to get that information out there so that people can know. Um, in addition to those treatment options that you just mentioned, um, what are some things that people who are living with the disease can do on a day-to-day -day basis um, with their daily lifestyle to help manage sickle cell? Well, I think there are, uh, I, you know, I was always taught that knowledge is power, and I think the number one thing, particularly with the Internet now, is that there are a lot of resources that sickle cell patients and families should be going to to learn about not only our innovations and new therapies, but about how to manage their disease overall. So a couple of sites that I would mention uh, are sicklecellspeaks.com, that's www.sicklecellspeaks.com, speaks.com, um, information about our novel medication, uh, Oxbrita can be found on oxbrita.com, that's O-X-B-R-Y-T-A.com, and then we have the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America uh, that has a great website, which is sicklecelldisease.org. Thank you for sharing those. Now, I talked to singer and actress Jordan Sparks a while back, and she shared her personal story of how devastating it can be to be a caregiver to someone who's living with sickle cell disease. Um, what advice do you have for those who are currently caregivers to a loved one who has sickle cell? Uh, my advice would be, uh, number one, to keep up the fight. Um, uh, these are diseases uh, that uh, have been neglected, but we are now starting to provide some real weapons for patients and healthcare providers uh, to use. So I think get the information and arm yourself with the information. HIV, when I was in medical school, was universally fatal, universally fatal. Today, you should not die of HIV. In fact, you just have a normal life expectancy. And that's the path that we're on with sickle cell disease. And patients, families, caregivers need to recognize 
and arm themselves with the information and then go to their doctors immediately and start talking to their doctors about should I be on these innovative therapies because the longer your disease goes untreated, the longer you're accumulating irreversible damage. So today is the day to start talking to your physician and when you go to those conversations, you want to go armed with the latest information which you can get from the websites that I mentioned. Great advice there, and it's so encouraging to know that there is a ray of hope out there, especially with the latest treatments available that you mentioned. And again, for more information on everything we discussed today, as well as those new options that are available for those living with sickle cell disease, you can visit sicklecellspeaks.com. Thank you so much for joining me again today, Dr. Love. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.